Welcome to Keeping Connected with the Iowa Hospital Association, featuring IHA President and CEO Chris Mitchell. Chris joined IHA in October of 2021 after spending 16 years with the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. In this podcast, Chris is joined by IHA Communication Director Roxanne Strike as he provides his thoughts on Iowa's 2022 legislative session. Good morning and welcome Chris Mitchell, our new president and CEO of the Iowa Hospital Association. I'm Roxy Strike, the communications director, and this is our first podcast with you. Welcome. Hi, Roxy. Good morning. Thank you for having me on here. I'm certainly excited, not only about the role, but certainly opportunities. Speak to the membership in various platforms, and obviously this podcast is one of those. Great, great. Well, we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. We are in the middle of our legislative session for 2022. And so could you provide us with just an overview of IHA's legislative priorities? I've had the opportunity to visit a number of hospitals already, somewhere around 30. I've stopped counting probably a dozen or so ago. I've had the opportunity to really uh, put eyes and ears on what is affecting Iowa's hospitals. And as we sit here today, we are still in the midst of the COVID pandemic. I think when this started, uh, long before I became CEO of the IHA in March of about 2020, I don't think any of us really anticipated that we'd be sitting here in almost February of 2022, still talking about the pandemic. But the simple fact is, as of this morning, there were more than 930 uh, COVID positive patients in hospitals. So when we talk about our legislative agenda, COVID and the impact that it has had on our members is going to do a lot to shape that. And I think As I visited hospitals across the state, the number one issue by far I've heard was about workforce and really the exodus of staff who have left healthcare and the day-to-day struggles of individuals being in or being out due to close contacts or being COVID positive. And so as we look at all of the factors here, there are two major issues from my perspective. There is an acute issue of we have to staff our hospitals every day in order to deliver healthcare services. And are we doing enough in the pipeline to ensure that young folks are getting into the healthcare pipeline and becoming healthcare professionals? And I think uh, what we're trying to do legislatively uh, reflects both of that. I think First and foremost, we look at the environment. Are we creating an environment in which individuals want to come to Iowa and practice healthcare or individuals from Iowa or who did their training in Iowa, do they want to stay here? And I think first and foremost, you know, I want to talk about tort reform and placing a hard cap on non-economic damages. Uh, That is something that Uh, The IHA will continue to pursue. It is something that they have supported in previous legislative sessions, and we are certainly hopeful uh, to get something in that regard, really to provide a level playing field in some of the states around us and, frankly, the majority of states in the country. I think 
Second of all, we want to take a look at reimbursement rates, right? Are we through private and public payers, are we getting the type of rates that will encourage folks to come here and practice medicine or work as nurses, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think uh, within the pipeline, we are looking at several different loan repayment programs. We are looking at certainly expanding training programs as well, too. When we're looking at other issues, I would say the rural emergency hospital designation. Now, we've done a lot of work on the federal side, but on the state side, we are going to be pursuing legislation that will codify and recognize rural emergency hospitals within the state of Iowa. This would allow our members to then sort of transform into the REH and then down the road uh, receive the benefits from having that designation. Given that is a new hospital category, uh, there will be a lot of education needing to be done with the Iowa legislature. And certainly our team is well on their way having those discussions. As in every legislative session, certificate of need is likely going to come up for conversation. Uh, as IHA has done historically, we are going to do everything we can to preserve the uh, Certificate of Need program to prevent the proliferation of healthcare services in and around the state. And frankly, uh, during a pandemic with the strain of healthcare workers already within the state of Iowa, I think maintaining a strong Certificate of Need program it nears the top of the list of things we need to accomplish this legislative session. And then certainly a hot topic in the news and in the media and amongst elected officials is uh, vaccines. And we've already seen more than a dozen bills related to vaccines and vaccine policies already introduced this session. And so we will be working to continue to educate lawmakers sort of on the state of play of the vaccine policies across our members within the state of Iowa and, and really try to maintain as much autonomy in making those critical healthcare decisions at a local level. So whatever flexibilities should be allowed for our members to do what they need to do to maintain a healthy workforce moving forward. You mentioned tort reform, loan repayment programs. The governor, Governor Kim Reynolds, gave her condition of the state um, a few weeks ago. And so she had mentioned a few of those, some of our legislative priorities. What were some of your other impressions and takeaways of her condition of the state? And how do you see that affecting how our advocacy team will work during this legislative session? So I, you know, obviously this is my first opportunity in Iowa to, uh, to go to the condition of the state. So uh, I spent a lot of time just sort of taking in the environment, educate myself on sort of the legislative process and, and how session moves forward. And really the condition of the state is sort of the official kickoff of the legislative session as the governor sets forth her priorities. And I think the key takeaway for me was simply this, that there is a ton of opportunity here for the IHA and our members to collaborate with the governor on some of the things that are 
most important to hospitals and very relevant in sort of this moment in time that we're in. And so, you know, obviously uh, the condition of the state really gives you a snapshot of the sorts of policies that the governor would like to move forward. You can see conceptually that we're very, we're in sort of the same neighborhood. We're talking about the same issues, whether that's tort reform or loan repayment programs or training programs or an apprenticeship program, all things in which the governor spoke about during her address. And so the opportunity for us to really engage in discussions with her and her staff very early on to help shape some of those proposals. And I think the most effective strategy for IHA moving forward is how can we get under the same umbrella with the governor there, meaning that we both want a lot of the same things. So let's not get sideways on some of the details and the processes and and the like and try to focus on what we have in common, what we're trying to accomplish and really work together to to educate the legislature on the importance of some of these key policies. Great. I know that you, like you said, have just started and this is your first legislative session with Iowa. Um, What are some differences and similarities that you've seen between Iowa and Michigan's legislative session and processes? I had heard Michigan is year round and Iowa, we try to, you know, do a few months, but it usually ends up being a little bit longer. Are there any other big differences and similarities that you see between the two? I'll start with the full-time versus part-time legislature. I mean, Michigan's one of two states that has a full-time legislature. So I think in the face of that, certainly here, Iowans and their lawmakers are a lot more efficient as far as time is concerned in in the lawmaking process. But I think uh, dealing in that smaller time period, things are accelerated, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there is an urgency really from the ring of the bell, so to speak, to move things forward. There's a lot of legislative activity going on very early on in the session. As a result of that, I just think everything moves at a much faster clip. When you look at some of the other sort of processes, I would say that the subcommittee and committee process is much more, I don't know if formal is the right word, but rigid in Michigan. And I feel like in Iowa, there's much more collaboration between the policymakers and stakeholders and really more of roundtable discussions early on sort of in the legislative process, which I think is a fascinating, this must be normal to people in Iowa, but this is a fascinating way to go about this in a public forum, having that discussion with stakeholders instead of the formality of setting appointments and having closed door meetings. And I I mean, some of that goes on in Iowa, but a lot more of it is certainly out in the open. I think uh, the other biggest piece of this maybe is a result of the part-time versus full-time, but really the governor and administrative involvement and ability to 
introduce legislation moving forward. So like in Michigan, the governor cannot introduce a bill on their own. They cannot do anything within the legislative process without finding a partner in the legislature that's willing to to sponsor the piece of legislation for for them. So those to me are, are, are the key differences between the two. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit spoiled here in Iowa with both our state legislature and the caucus being able to directly speak with legislators, presidential candidates. So um, it's kind of an interesting dynamic here in the state. This concludes part one of this episode of Keeping Connected with IHA President and CEO Chris Mitchell. Part two will be featured in the February 5th IHA Today. Thank you for listening.